yeah, any great idea is as valuable as, as the ability to communicate that and execute on it. And, and I think a lot of that starts with having, having good documentation. From Ray and Associates Remote Newark, Ohio studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader and help your organization thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. This podcast is usually recorded in person in our Ray and Associates studio in Dublin. However, we record these podcasts sometimes up to a month early, and it's currently early April as we record today. So obviously, like everything else in our world, we're going remote. On this episode of Unsuitable, we're talking to Jeremy Senfson, Chief Operating Officer here at Ray & Associates, to get his take on recession readiness and what businesses can do now to ensure that they are able to stay afloat over the next coming months. This is certainly a time of uncertainty for the business community, and nobody knows what the future will hold. Here at Ray, Jeremy has been grappling with a variety of scenarios for months, long before the coronavirus, in an effort to avoid a repeat of the last recession. Today, he's going to share his insight, best practices, and tips you can take back to your own organization as you formulate a plan for survival. Welcome to Unsuitable, Jeremy. Thanks, Doug. Great to be here. Appreciate you hooking up with us uh, remotely. So hopefully uh, you and your family and, and loved ones are, are all safe. We are. How, how, how are you and your family doing? Just fine. Uh, it's strange, however, having all of my adult children home at this point in time, though. It's a little bit, uh, little bit crowded, but people have it far worse. So I don't I shouldn't complain. So uh, a little less elbow room around the house these days. Huh? Yes. My recession readiness plan did not encompass uh, having my adult children at home <laughs> right now. That's for sure. Uh, which brings me to our topic today. So I know our firm in particular has, has done a lot of work on this, uh, this topic prior to obviously the, the COVID-19 crisis. Can you talk a little bit about uh, about what we have done historically in terms of recession readiness and planning, uh, some of the lessons maybe we learned coming out of the last recession as well in uh, 08, 09. Sure. Yeah, Doug, I'd be, be happy to do that. So great setup for, for the uh, topic today. Um, yeah, we did, um, I guess, kind of maybe starting in chronological order, we did feel we did feel the effect of that last recession, that 08, 09. And in fact, we really didn't feel a lot of it until 2010 at Ray and Associates. There was a bit of a lag uh, from when the recession officially started in uh, it was late 2008 until when it really started to affect uh, financially affect Ray and Associates. And so 
you know, that's one of the first points I want to make is that, you know, in making any kind of plan, and especially this recession readiness plan, is to take a look back at, at the past and how did the past affect your company? Each company is affected differently. Sure. Based on where you're at in the country, based on the services you provide, based on what you manufacture or or what you do as a company, it, you know, the recession affects each each company or each sector differently. And so take a look back and and one of my first uh, first bits of advice to a business owner or people running a business is is, is use history uh, to learn a little bit and see see what that can do or what that did do to your business. You know, for Ray in particular, you know, we we ended up had to survive in the past in the last recession. We ended up having to let probably too many people go. Uh, that that was one one thing that we learned that, that and that's in in our in our profession because we're a service profession. Uh, most of our costs on the income statement are are tied up in people. Sure. So so the quickest, easiest, most efficient way to reduce costs are to reduce headcount. And um, you know, in, in some ways, that's that's a good thing and needed. But in other ways, there there may be another way to attack it. Uh, some other factors to look at. Uh, to try to set your business up for success after a recession. Yeah, I think a lot of companies found that out in the subsequent years post uh, previous recession is that they, in some ways, lost a generation uh, of people. I know um, most financial services companies did, banks certainly did, CPA firms and the like, law firms as well. Uh, They eliminated a lot of training programs, didn't invest in that sort of next wave of, of talent. And um, certainly that we've all paid the price for that uh, in, in some regard. Have, have you seen a change in how not only us, but what, what you see out there in terms of firms dealing with that now, thinking better about that than they did previously? Yeah, and absolutely. And again, I'm going to, most of my conversations will be based off of our experience here at Ray. I think it's, it's similar to a lot of companies and, and can apply to Almost no matter, you know, no matter what type of company that you have. So yeah, there's definite a definite change in thinking. So to kind of fast forward from the last recession until where we are now, we've been hearing, and everybody's been hearing for years now, probably two years or more, that a recession's coming. A recession's coming. Every economist that you listen to, you know, and said said that you know the market's overpriced. There's going to be a correction. There's going to be a recession, and and so we hear that just like everybody else. And we decided, you know, let's let's get out ahead of this one. Uh, so it was about a year ago. Uh, now we didn't we anticipated a market correction, not a virus. Uh, I think that's <laughs> what most people, uh, if it, you know, maybe Bill Gates and a, and a couple others uh, had predicted the, that it was a virus. But for most of us, we were concerned about you know about the market going down. So about a year ago, uh, as a leadership group at Ray, uh, we undertook a task of putting together a recession readiness plan. I'll tell you, Doug, that was probably one of the best things we've ever done as a leadership group at Ray. And, and I'd, I'd love to say it's because we have some working crystal ball that we keep secret, but it, it really was just, uh, you know, us doing our job as a leadership group for the 350 plus families that we help support here at Ray and Associates to put together this plan. Right. And so, so what, what we did was we, we, like I, like I mentioned earlier, we looked back at history. And did, did a lot of analysis. How did the last recession affect our different industry types that we serve? How did it, how did it affect our, affect our construction clients? Right. How did it affect manufacturing? 
how did it affect our government, our medical, and all the different segments of, of businesses that we serve? We we took a look at you know which which parts of our business did it affect first. Some of our some of our more consulting based parts of our business kind of get, kind of got affected first because they're more an elective right. type thing for our yeah. clients. Uh, some of the things that were that are strictly compliance, like tax returns and and audits that the banks require, those weren't as affected as early and weren't affected as much because there's things that still needed to be done. Still required, sure. Yeah, and so so we took a look at it from that perspective. What happened last time, um, and, and then we we came up with what are our, what's our main objective? Everybody's objective in, in doing a recession readiness plan is to make sure your business makes it through the downturn as well as possible. Right. So that's what that's what you're trying to accomplish. But I think the next question, you got to ask the second question. And the second question is why are you trying to accomplish that? Yep. Are are you trying to to protect certain certain products that you're that you're manufacturing? Are you trying to are you trying to keep owner comp at a certain level? Are you trying, and, and I'll get to what Brain Associates, our number one objective was to keep good people. Sure. Like I mentioned earlier, that's we, we, we may not have done as well as we could have last time. So this time, hey, we're going to do what we need to do to keep the people that we need to keep because when, when this thing gets, when this, the ship gets righted and we come out of this thing, the, the firms or the companies that are going to win are the ones that have the, the right people in place. And the ones that can come out of this thing running, not limping. I think that's an important pivot that you talk about there because, you know, a lot of times uh, people get into crisis mode uh, when, when you have a, a recession. And if you're managing in crisis mode, you're not thinking about capturing the opportunities that are present. I'm a little bit of a contrarian myself. And if you if you follow Warren Buffett, yeah, he's very much in that mold as well. And, and he would say that during these times of, of crisis, when, when people have fear, that's when the greatest opportunities can present themselves. But you have to have the resources and capabilities and, and certainly wherewithal to think about that. Think beyond the, the existing day-to-day crisis. And that's, I think that's the important message for, for business owners out there, right? Is, okay, whatever your process is, if you're doing financial modeling or thinking about different segments of your business, what, what's, you know, what's going to be most impacted. Think about the opportunities that are going to present themselves and how you can take advantage of that. So has some of that gone into, into our thinking as we do, do some you know, different modeling and, and have those discussions at the high level? It has. Uh, and, and you hit on one point there, uh, Doug, that the, and I guess I want to impress this upon our listeners the best time to make a plan is before you're before you're in the middle of the fire, before right. things are happening, before you're you're could be you know not thinking as clear clearly, or you're in panic mode, or oh, oh, oh craps, this happened, I got to do something right. now, you know. So so when you have a clear head before it happens, make the plan then. And did you hit on that? I just wanted to highlight that that comment that you made because. I think that's such an important part. It's, it's easy to get wrapped up and run in running your business when things are things are good. I got I got a ton of orders. I got to hire people. I got to do this. I got to and, and and not to take the time and it, when when things are going well to plan for when things might not go well. So right. that's that's really important. Um, 
you know, but, but part of, yeah. So, so looking at, uh, I think the second part of your, your comment or your question there, uh, looking at the different parts of your business and, and making, making sure that you plan for how this affects, uh, affects the different service lines that you have or the different products that you make. You, you know, taking a look at your business and slicing and dicing it different ways to say, okay, you know, this product that I make or this service that I provide is, is needed maybe even more in a recession time than it right. might be before a recession time. So I'll give you an example from, from, from our experience. We have HR consulting services at Ray. Sure. And, and during a, you know, the pre-recession, we were doing a lot of business there because there's, there's always, there's always people issues, right? Almost every right. business has people issues. But, but when a recession comes or, or when a, a crisis like we're in now comes around and you have to start making hard decisions about people and maybe laying off or letting people go, that type of thing, you, those companies needed more guidance from an HR standpoint at this point in time. Right. So when we looked at our model and we said, okay, what, what's actually going to go up for us during a recession time? You look at, you look at HR services and you look at cyber and data security. Absolutely. Because, because that, again, in this specific situation, what we're in, that we're in now where, you know, everybody's working at home and, and there's all kinds of you know, private information flowing across different networks that it hadn't before. That's another really important part of our business and for, to, to help service our clients right now is to help them with those things. So yeah, it's taking a look at those parts of your business that can go up uh, and, and, and that, that, that are in more in demand during a recession. And then what other parts I mentioned it earlier. Maybe there's some elective consulting kind of things right. that that uh, clients generally want to buy, but hey, they're tightening up their purse strings a bit now. And gosh, I really want to do that, but it's not worth spending the money on. And so you kind of take a look at at that part of your business too, and try to predict where where that might go for a period of time. And and you know the other part of it too, uh, we can talk a little bit about you know, ultimately, because this came on so quickly, you know, how do, how do we react and, and best serve our clients during this period? It's not only our own planning that allows us the time to focus on that rather than our own crisis. Uh, but then you think about how that flows through the economy and the communities where where our firm has offices and where our associates live and, and their family. So I've personally spent a lot of time. I know you've spent a lot of time. We have a number of folks that have spent a lot of time trying to guide clients through this, this process and, and think differently for them. You know, they, they oftentimes don't have the resources. So again, that's the other part is don't be afraid to reach out right to your other advisors. I know you've done that with, with our external advisors too, right? Well, our external and our internal. Um, and Doug, you just helped me uh, earlier this week on on a few things related to banking, given your your uh, past history and expertise. And so, yeah, I, that's a great point. I mean, as a business owner, you've got to you've got to have those people, and again, have them ahead of time that you can lean on uh, when it comes, you know, using your accountant uh, and your business consultant that you have here at Ray to help you think through. Hey, let's take a look at my income statement, and and what on here might be some fluff. What what what's a little excess? Uh, what can I do? Uh, what can, can I talk to talk to my suppliers? Can I talk to to my vendors? And how do I renegotiate with my bank? I mean, right. there's there's a list as long as your arm of things, you know, that you may want to be looking at pretty often, anyways, but are even more important in the times that we're in now. And so, to have trusted advisors. Uh, that you can lean on, that you can that you can call and and get advice from is is very important. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to be able to to show that you've got those resources out there. And we've noticed uh, certainly some of our competing firms maybe haven't had the ability to devote time to provide those resources to their clients because they're in their own crisis mode. And again, that's where it comes back to being able to t- position yourself and take advantage of those those opportunities. Talk to me a little bit about okay as we as we think about okay we we do this planning at the high level at, at the management level of of the firm or any business owner you know gets the management team together and they do this how do you then sort of disseminate that or communicate that in the proper way down through all of your associates so that everybody knows hey we've planned we're doing the right things we're we're thinking ahead what what have you learned from that part of the process Sure. So any great idea is as valuable as as the ability to communicate that and execute on it. And and I think a lot of that starts with having, having good documentation. So I'll I'll try to quickly walk through our process, you know, as we got our leadership team together and, and we've got a spreadsheet, we're accountants, of course, so we love spreadsheets. (laughs) We created a spreadsheet and on that spreadsheet, there are somewhere between 40 and 50 items on that spreadsheet. And there, there are different th- things we could do differently. There are different revenue streams we might look at in a recession. There are, of course, a lot of different expense line items on there. And so what we did is we took those and we categorized those into three different categories. Uh, it's it's a, a do it now category. Uh, do this when the early recession, when you start to see signs of the recession, and then do these things last. So there's about a third, a third, a third in each one of those buckets. Okay. So we, we did we did that. We so we have the document in place. So we 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 documented it. We've categorized the things that we came up with that could be effective in either helping to drive more revenue or save expense. So I mean both both of those things sure. can help. And then what we did was we got our we got our segment leaders and our industry leaders in, inside the firm involved. And and those are the people that are that are day to day in touch with our clients. So the head of our manufacturing, uh, the head of our construction head of medical dental, you know, we get all of those people and, and we plug them into the plan and say, hey, we need you talking to your clients. They should be all the time anyways. Sure. But especially as we see one of these, you know, a recession or a downturn coming, we need you talking to your clients and, and basically gathering frontline information. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are our leading indicators. So, yes. so if we talk to our manufacturers and their orders are down, well, that's a pretty good leading indicator that their business may be seeing some contraction which means brain associates business may see some contraction at the same time. So, so it's communication, it's getting others and it's getting other leaders in your, in your company or your firm involved because they're the ones with boots on the ground every day and, and they can give you insights that you can't get because you're just one, you're one person or you're three people or you're five people. They're trying to manage this thing. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point because, you know, so many, uh, obviously in this, in this current crisis, so many segments have de- seen a different impact. I know, Obviously, for for my client segment in construction, uh, yes, they've been uh, impacted somewhat, but by and large, certainly spared uh, as compared to many segments. And construction is still ongoing now. And yet, you look at say dental or restaurants—you know, things that went from essentially one hundred to zero overnight. You know, that's a whole different animal, and and requires different planning. And how do you? You know how do you help those clients get through and things like that? So there's there's just so much that goes into it. What do you think from from your perspective? What's been the most difficult part 
of of this process, this uh, recession preparation, and now that we're in a uh, at least a, a temporary recession, what's been the most difficult part for you? It's probably been the most difficult part for everybody. It's predicting the future. Mm, so this yeah. this one specifically, you know, is it going to last another month? Is it going to last another two months? Is it going to last six more months? What does what does last mean? And so when you hit on right. it earlier, lasting for dentists and restaurants maybe okay we can finally put people back in our doors in june you know that's that's what you know that may be the hope there but what's the ripple effect of that i mean did did did, did your business take such a substantial hit that it's going to take a year to get out of it are your customers going to come back right away did they go somewhere else did they disappear i mean and so in thinking about that from our perspective at ray's perspective i kind of mentioned it already but taking a look at our different service lines and sure. saying okay where that at dental at dental the first one we looked at was dental medical and restaurant right because yep. those are the first ones that were hit and so how's that going to affect that part of our business I and mean, we have we have a lot of dollars in billings to clients so how are they being affected how can we help them through this but then where are they going to end up on the other side so it's it's really that that crystal ball kind of thing of predicting the future to me has been the most challenging so far in in this one yeah, the uncertainty, as you say, is is just it's so great in this sense. I think, you know, many people are talking about a, a certainly a new normal post crisis here, and and what that looks like. Uh, as you said, I don't think we we have those answers at this point. But I'm one thing I am certain of is that there will be a new normal in in some sense, uh, whether it's it's certain industries or businesses, as you said, or even even telecommuting. You know, obviously, we're all working remotely. We were deemed an essential business uh, by by the governor of Ohio, so we're fortunate in that we're able to still work and serve our clients. But you think about telecommuting, and then it gets into future planning. You know, what kind of real estate do you need? What kind of office footprint? So, have you started to think sort of post crisis uh, with with some of this planning at this point, or or have we have we not gotten to that point yet? What's your advice for business owners in that regard? Yeah, and and we have uh, so, and you should. I guess those are the two quick answers. So yeah, right. We have started to think about what does it look like on the other side of this, and so you brought up the big one, Doug, telecommuting. We've done some of that and we've had the ability to work remote for years at Rain Associates. Now we've never stressed the system and have 350, 360 people working remotely, you know, at one time. We had to we had to ramp up for that in about a week and a half. Uh, so right. kudos to kudos to our IT team and 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 the people they work with to being able to do that. Um, and so far you know, I'm knocking on wood right now, but so far it's been, it's worked out pretty well. But so, so what does the future look like from a, a telecommuting? And, and so the factors there, you hit on one, do we need as much real estate or are we going to hotel more? Uh, right. we, are we, you know, you, you see that already in, in cities like LA and, and New York where, where, you know, real estate is expensive and traffic is terrible and, and all of those things, we've seen some of that already, and we have a little bit of a model for that. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, I see that being more of a mainstream Midwest kind of thing after this, because we're figuring it out. Every day we're figuring this out, and we're getting used to it. Right. And we're finding out that people can be productive at home. You know, the old school thought was, oh, they're working from home today. That must mean that they're... You know, they're taking a nap for two hours at lunch and they're, they're walking their dog and, you know, they might get three hours of work done in eight hours today. That was kind of that old school mentality about telecommuting. Right. 
But now we're figuring out that people actually can get their work done and be efficient at it. And some people would argue they can be even more efficient sure. um, at home. So, you know, we're looking, you know, looking at that. And then, and I mentioned it earlier too, but just the, the importance of data security when it comes to a, rem- a remote workforce. Yep. And so how is your network designed? How's it set up? Where are the weaknesses? What can you do better to make sure that that information and data flows, flows quickly? There's functionality. Yep. So most, most networks are set up to work kind of inside the four walls of your business. But so how do you redesign that to work, you know, out in 350 different right. sets of four walls rather than, you know, 12? And so those are some of the points that we've talked about and we're looking at and, and preparing for to, to run our business a little bit differently in the future. Yeah, those, those are those are great insights. And uh, I, I applaud you for for your efforts with with our firm and and helping us uh, think forwardly and, and do all that. I think the key is plan, document, and, and communicate, certainly, and, and get the right people involved. So thanks for being on, Jeremy. Very much appreciate your, your insight today. Well, thanks for having me, Doug. It's, uh, it's been great. Good. Uh, glad you enjoyed it. If you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 